So, how you guys been? You guys been dandy? Yeah, been doing fine. Super great. Super tired. The baby's been keeping me up all night. I can imagine. You guys hit level three. We are level three. Heck yeah. I figured we give the audience a little treat and let's do some of our uh, background stuff, like rolling a hit die on air. Sounds like a fun time. So, uh, super. Let's start with you, Alex, because you're first alphabetically. <laughs> Seems fair enough. You get a D8, correct? Correct. I am going to use my new Emerald Spire podcast dice, courtesy of Caden, because they're nice dice, and my first roll with them was a natural 20. So I have my D8 in my hand, and I got a 7. Very like that. I'm going to use the uh, very first dice that I've owned. I have it to hand, so this one's old. Nice, just clear plastic orange Chessex, courtesy of my parents. I also rolled a seven. All right. All right, a seven to you. Yeah, can't complain with that. Garrett, you're also a D8 class. I am indeed. Let's roll those D8s. I got a seven again. I got a two, so I'll take that. And now we're on to you, Ian, with a D6 for Declan. Yep. Well, don't worry about it, because I got a six. Oh, I'll take that. I got a four, which would have been fine. Matthew. Yes. You're a D8 as a cleric, ain't you? I am a D8 as a cleric, and I'm going to use my little ebony uh, wood die that I have here. It's beautiful. I got a six. Got a six, huh? Well, I got an eight, so I'm going to take my eight. Nice. I, I would, too. <laughs> Up next, we got Megan with Retha, the D10 full martial cavalier. Just gonna roll real dice because this doesn't have a mod, so I can. Oof, three. It almost landed on a four, but it kept rolling and went to a ten. Hey! hey. Max HP for the frontliner. That's good because my AC is still not phenomenal. We're fixing that. And last and certainly not least, we have our good friend Ray. You know, we kind of implied it but we didn't actually tell the audience david what class is ray pretty sure we brought up it was vigilante i don't know that we have we've kind of discussed it among ourselves but... i wasn't here for that session so i have no clue <laughs> oh. good thing there's no way to ever find out exactly yeah. no record exists so definitely didn't record that aren't planning to release it as a podcast anytime nope totally not we should record this i don't know if we're funny enough to record you know really I think I'm funny enough to record, but... I'm glad you have the self-confidence for that. <laughs> so what hit die is Ray? Is he a D8? Yeah. All right, let's roll some D8s. All right, I got a six. All right. Six as well. All right, six to you. And now I'm going to roll a D20 for my hit die. Wait, oh wait. 11. <laughs> is that just going to all of them then? Or does that have to get spread around all of the NPCs? No, that's just for me. Oh, just for you. That's my hit points. That's... I didn't realize you leveled up, Sam. Congratulations. What yeah, I leveled up recently. Think? I took, I actually prestige classed. If you, oh, if, nice. in, I went from uh, casual GM to professional GM. Very nice. And my bonus feat was leadership, so I acquired a social media halfling. Ah, yes. They've, they've been working very hard. For quite some time now. For months, actually. I was like, why is there not a single fucking D6 in this entire bag? That's because Eagle pulled them all, Alex pulled them all out for his 40k. Them for 40K. But I found one. I found literally one. I was rolling <laughs> D12s for D6s because the D12 needs more love. The D12 does. I'll throw this green D6 back. It doesn't match anyway. The rest of my dice are black. Does anything use a D12 but the Great Axe and the Fighter? Barbarian. Barbarian, I'm sorry, not the Fighter. For hit dice, yeah. D12s are criminally underused. If you want a really fun way to play Bloodless uh, of Catan, use a D12 instead of a D6 instead of 2D6 because the... Uh, Skew on the resources just flattens out. That becomes wacky. Dragon Disciples of D12 too, which is nice. You guys finished floor two. After besting Morloth the Bone Priest. Priest. <laughs> uh, anyone else actually want to share any of their fun level up stuff? I know you guys have been, I've been talking to you guys and getting some uh, explanation of what you guys are planning to do. Uh, but is there anything you want to share now or do you want it to just come out in the session? I can, yeah. Got my first round for transmuter ability. What's that? Um, when I cast a spell that increases ability scores, I can spend a point of my arcane reservoir to increase the bonus by two. Oh, that's cool. More importantly, what about Fitzgerald? What does he get? <laughs> I don't think he gets a whole lot at the third level. 
the, the character everyone truly, truly deeply cares about. Listen, inquiring minds want to know about Fitzgerald the Familiar. He got three more hit points. Oh, yeah, that's not and bad. He, he can now deliver touch spells. He also got a stylish emoji drawn by me, which is now on our Discord server. He did get a stylish emoji, so we're getting Declan got one too. But in two levels, he and I can finally talk, and that'll be all I'll do for the rest of the campaign. Just roll up into the grocery store. He says your lettuce is wilted. Oof. Absolutely. As somebody who has known somebody who kept rabbits, they don't care if the lettuce is wilted. Not at all. I mean, he'd still eat it, but I expect he'd complain. <laughs> <laughs> We're actually going to open in media res for the first time as Retha is in Lady Commander Ardur Drovist's office after submitting the report on floor two. She's sitting there reading over the papers that you scribed so fastidiously uh, with your tail while fighting for your life. <laughs> no wonder she missed so much. It all makes sense. Retha is just standing there, stock still, silent, nervous. Hmm. Everything seems to be in order. Good work, Armager. Thank you, Lady Commander. Signifier Host is on vacation today, so I am filling in his duties, and I believe you are due a reward. Here is your stipend, and she just chunks a bag of gold, courtesy of the Temple of Abadar, properly counted and prepared for you and your companions to survive better in what is to come, most likely. Thank you, ma'am. Yes, do go get yourself fitted up and any other things you might need? I've been looking for somebody to uh, train me in the use of a shield with my pike, but... Uh... A shield fighter. I believe we have someone we can contact for that. Give us a day or two to send the message and get them here. Very well. Until then, enjoy your vacation, I suppose. There'll still be training classes in the yard. Thank you, Lady Commander. You are dismissed. Rutha gives a short bow before turning and heading out. She delivers a curt nod, and then you return back to the inn where you all are staying, and you all had your celebratory drinks one with one bottle of red wine. <laughs> uh, that is all that you are ever... Provided by the uh, Hell Knight. Provided by the Hell Knight, a single bottle of red wine. Hell yeah. I'm guessing it's like middle shelf stuff. It isn't especially or bad. Yeah, it's not well-aged. It's like it was bottled a few years ago. If this were real world, it wasn't like barefoot level, but it's like one of those nice brands that you go like, ooh, I'd buy that at the steakhouse. Little better than three buck chuck, but not quite to the, uh... Yeah, it's not good, but it could definitely be worse. Yellow tail tear, are we talking, or...? I would like to point out that speaking of wine, we haven't discussed what we're drinking this session. You're absolutely right, David. I have something that I am very excited that I kept for, uh a while. I have a seasonal brew of the Austin East Cider's Watermelon Cider. Very nice. Always ciders. <laughs> I like ciders, and if I drink too much hard liquor, it will eventually affect my GMing skills, so I need to drink, keep on the lighter side of things. I think I improve as a player with hard liquor, which is <laughs> why I'm drinking a gin fizz this week. Ooh. Because I have way too much gin. To be fair, there's like a shot of gin in like... There's three shots of gin. Oh, there is. Okay. <laughs> Between the two of ours or... Between the two of ours. Okay. <laughs> what about you, Garrett? You're you're a man who has good taste. Very possible I have strep throat. Oof. That is a good reason to not drink. Yeah. Bad taste, though. That's why I was slightly late to the session. I was picking up a prescription of amoxicillin. That's unfortunate. It's not that bad. I'm glad we're all distance playing. Yeah. I made my own black walnut liqueur, which is what I'm drinking. Ooh. Nice. That's cool. And, uh, David, you got your, uh, your standard water? No, but I'm about to have to step away <laughs> to take drugs, yes. It's, it's getting to a point where I'm legal, starting to have to fight drugs. back tears, because sitting down hurts a lot. Ooh. Uh, I'm trying to position my leg so it hurts less, yeah. and I'm coming up with weird ways to do that. Not to make light of David's pain, but he is finally ascending to his true form as an anime character by finding the most unique ways to sit. Yeah. Soon you will just simply become L. You know, I, I was thinking the same thing, but I did tend to make light of his pain. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say he's ascending to his true form as an anime character by uh, being in constant pain for literally no reason whatsoever. You know what? You're right. 
The crippling existence requiring oxycodone. I have a very good reason, and it's called nerve damage. That's Fair a enough. Good yeah. reason. That's also a pretty anime thing. It only makes me stronger. Yeah, there you go. And uh, Matthew, not to uh, not to exclude you. For me, alcohol would put me to sleep at this point, so I'm drinking lots and lots and lots of caffeine. So ranging from rock stars to Mountain Dew to Jolt Cola, I have a whole slew of things here to try to keep me awake. That baby does a good job at night. Consider you have a newborn still. Not a not a bad thing to be pounding back. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. So, you all are sitting down to your meal when Retha walks in the door. How did it go? Tosses a bag of gold coins on the table. It apparently went quite well. We were compensated since uh, it came to the Hell Knight's attention that we were a little low on funds. They finally decided to offer us some assistance. It does seem like the... Uh top floors aren't very well stocked. Too many adventurers just make it there, I suppose. I, I mean, we didn't die. It was a step above most of the groups who go in. I guess the Hell Knights can do something good. Wow. Oh, yes, yes. The Hell Knights are all evil until they start paying you. Hey, you said it, not me. Exactly. He has you there. Sarcastically. So, Rata, you mentioned that you were going to be training this week. Yes, uh, the Lady Commander says she knows someone who can come and train me in the use of a shield, but it'll take some time, of course. Of course. So it'll be a week before we go back down there. Plenty of time to get some work done here. Yep. Doing a whole bunch of reading. I think I'll spend most of that at the library. I'm be spending all my time harassing Declan to make me magic items. I can't wait. You know how to make magic items? I think so. Good enough for me. That is incredible. I'm gonna be making Maldrick's first, and we'll see how it goes from there. Well, I will willing to help pay for uh, anything if you uh, find yourself with some free time. Yeah, if you would be willing to pay for materials, I'm happy to make stuff for you. Of course. Good time to practice. It occurs to me now, I definitely should have pulled up the rules for crafting magic items and how much they cost and what the craft DCs are. Uh, for this low of level stuff, it won't matter. All the shit I'm asking to be crafted can be crafted in one day anyways. I think the DC 10 spellcraft. Yes, it's criminally low. At least level three to craft a plus one. So yeah, you, you'll just, you can make those in your sleep practically. Absolutely. If he can make them in his sleep, That's does true. that mean he can make three in the time it would normally take to make one? <laughs> no, uh, no, don't try to pull that on me. <laughs> Maybe if he were an elf. Maybe if he had a ring of sustenance. So, uh, first thing we do is craft him a ring of sustenance. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you guys can make that decent. First thing we do is we rob a seventh level wizard. <laughs> exactly. You guys know where there is a seventh level wizard. He's on vacation, though. I'm so glad we're all on board here. There's the, uh, retired guy into the tower. He might be sufficient level. I am not advocating robbing anybody. Just so we're all clear. He's just a cranky old man. It's a shame Ray's in his hotel. Otherwise, he'd make comments. <laughs> yeah, uh, Ray is not here. Shocking, not shockingly. He's he's staying in the place where people with money and prestige sleep. Yeah, he's staying in the nice hotel. <laughs> he's staying at not of the the dingy dive bar that you're being put up at because it's cheaper. Well, in our case, free. I, I'm submitting my crafting order to you right now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you can just slide a piece of paper face down across the table. <laughs> you got the goods. <laughs> Pulls a cloak of resistance out of his bag. Here you go, bro. It's gonna be 500 gold. <laughs> I, I cannot wait for the day where I can do that again, where I can just ominously slide a sheet of paper over to a player. <laughs> Doesn't have the same feel over Roll20 or Discord. Yeah, you, you just get like a little like bloop, and it's like, oh. That's not an index card with an ominous sigil stamped on it. That's just a message. Just the little touches really make playing in person come to life a lot more than playing on. Like, don't get me wrong. I like playing online. I like being able to hang out with my friends that I don't live anywhere near. Uh, like you guys or my other Pathfinder games that I'm in. But there's just something different about playing in person versus playing online. There definitely is something incredible about sitting around a... Uh, sitting around a table and being in close proximity. In fact, one of my goals is one day to sit around a table with all you guys. Uh, I think that would be awesome. The that GM talks awesome. words at you and you vividly hallucinate what? But, uh, yeah, you guys are uh, drinking and hanging out and Ray. <laughs> Ray is alone. Sad. Ray is alone at his hotel with his gun. 
No, 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 no. Honesty is not manifested in town. Sharpening his gun. Sharpening his gun. <laughs> Honest, neither Honesty nor Ray's armor set are manifested while he's in town. Absolutely not. He's not drawing any more suspicion than he already has. Ray, you are you are sitting. You were probably. What are you probably? You're probably writing uh, your notes, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. So as you're writing in your notebook, you're you're writing by candlelight because it's dark, and the room just seems to darken a little bit more. And you start to hear whispers coming from the corners of the room in the shadows. And just, you just hear this ominous phrases just manifesting in your head appear to be like various geometric figures in the corners of your eyes. Just everything's all around you. And then as quickly as they appeared and you heard them, they're gone. Uh, pull out a second page that's blank and start writing on it. That's <laughs> what happens in your your night work. Um, a mental confirmation with honesty that that shit just happened and that I'm not hallucinating from some after effect of the spire. The spire's just the abyss from the abyss. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or as one YouTuber put it, Uncle Lovecraft's happy murder fun time hole. That is a <laughs> series of words. It is it accurate? Probably. Do I know if it's accurate? No. Oh, you gotta watch Nintendo Bisno though. It's really good. It's really good. I got a lot of stuff on my list. I do gotta say, I love how Levin's token is still on the roll twenty, even though he's dead. He's just crossed out. <laughs> X, yeah. <laughs> All right, An eternal reminder of what has he's lost. Literally in the town. <laughs> what has been lost? Lost to the ages. Not really, he's like three yeah. blocks away. Also, Maldrick was beginning to sober up and maybe realize that was Levin, but now we're back in town, so that's not true anymore. <laughs> Maldrick's like, maybe if I get drunk enough, I'll stop hallucinating this, 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 this change in Levin's aesthetic. You guys have a nice filling meal, and you all get some... some and uh, Ember Morsk walks in, got that nasty scar on her forehead and going all the way around her head old old woman face. You all enjoying your meats? Mine's a little- <laughs> Retha just punches him in the shoulder. <laughs> oh! Right before she asked, Declan had immediately taken a bite of something. Are... No one wanted it's the dog. It's fine. <laughs> she walks up to uh, Declan, mm -hmm. gets real uncomfortably close on his face. <laughs> Eat up, scrawny boy. Get some meat on your bones. Y yes, ma'am. Very uncomfortable about this. <laughs> Good. And she just spits on the floor. Sinking back into his chair. How is she allowed to own a restaurant? Because coronavirus doesn't exist in Galarian. <laughs> Unsanitary, right? <laughs> right? Oh, say what's sanitary in my bar. You're just very intimidating. There's no FDA in the River Kingdoms. Of course not. You just dump enough booze on the floor, it'll take care of itself, right? This is the only bastion of law between, uh, here and... I... 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 I don't have a rank in knowledge geography, so I really don't know. <laughs> Are you trying to think of Mentev, Taldor? Taldor, that's a good one, yes. I'd say Nirmatas, but... Personally, if you ask me, it'd be like Chiliax, but... <laughs> that's a long ways away. And? Oh, you like Chiliax, huh? We got some nice Chilaxian wines. Want some Chilaxian wine? Is it better than this? Probably. Uh, she offers you a nice bottle of Chalaxian wines. It's uh, it's also red. Of course. White wines are illegal in Chalax, didn't you know that? It tastes a little bitter. Like, whoever made it didn't quite get all the tannins out, so instead of having, like, a nice, refreshing taste, it's just kind of, uh, sticky on your tongue. Retha really enjoys it. <laughs> just for the branding. Maybe. Maybe just because she's a better person. If Retha didn't enjoy it, we wouldn't know. You guys party on through the night, and Maldrick, make me a strength check to see how many times you wrestled the bottle away from Retha over the night. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> do I get to contest Very this funny. strength check? Yes, you do. You get to contest it. Anyone who wants to try and contest this. Although I feel like only Retha actually gives enough of a crap, too. Yeah, I don't think anyone else cares about Maldrick, not gonna lie. Is that a contested strength roll? Yeah. <laughs> I realize you both have a plus four, so it doesn't really matter. <clears throat> All right, let me let me get this roll. She get uh, if you're rolling in roll twenty, I'll roll in roll twenty. Do you think I should get to include the plus one for my magic arm in this check? <laughs> I think you should. If it's magical, and you, are you using that arm? 
I am. Then yeah, you get that bonus. <laughs> Rude. Just enough. Just uh, enough. Let Retha roll the 13. I rolled the 14. <laughs> Just Rude. enough to rip the bottle out of her hand Rude. and start chugging. And the merry time is had by all. And we now go to the evening. Where you, well, we're in the evening. We now go to bed. Everyone wants to get a nice early start in their day. Yep. And also find out where Ray is, because he just kind of dipped. Yeah, but mostly sleep, because we left the dungeon today, and that was a rough day. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I went back and did some math to see about how long you spent in floor two. Yeah. In universe time, it was 17 minutes or something. Sounds about right. So, yeah, that sounds very accurate. We nearly died, and then we left. Yeah, just like floor one. Combat time is whack. Absolutely. That's extended a bit for the amount of time we took 20s on, like, skill checks to search rooms. Fair, yeah. No, that's true. You did take some 20s. Uh, we might have cleared half an hour. Who knows? Crack yeah. is whack. <laughs> right. Crack is whack. So you guys go to bed, and you wake up the next day, and here is where we'll start going down the line. See what everyone wants to do. You've all sent me your list of what you want to do. So let's start with the easier ones, because some of you have a lot easier things to do than others, like... Matthew, who wants to just go hang out in the library. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Gareth wants to go figure out what might be coming because so far that crazy darkness on the first level and then you know, just everything's been really weird. So he wants to look at, at former adventuring parties and what they may have encountered and how far they got to try to prepare a little bit before he goes running off so he can have some tactics. <laughs> what? <laughs> Gareth having <laughs> tactics? Sorry. <laughs> Who, uh, what, who are you and what did you do with my brother? <laughs> so I figure he'll start at the library and then if he hears about any uh, other adventurers who still hung around the town who have been inspired before, he'll try to look, kind of look them up and go talk to them, do some uh, basic gather information stuff. Probably start with the library today and maybe tomorrow work on wandering around town and following up on leads as it were. You head over to the library. It is uh, actually connected to the Church of Abadar as the uh, buying body of the area. They just have all the archives and stuff, record keeping and whatnot. So you'll you'll head over there and you'll see the uh, archbanker. Hi, nice to see you again. Oh, it's your favorite person. Last time you didn't have to throw me out, remember? I, my, my behavior is getting better. Yes, I do remember. What are you here for this time? Are you here for another star knife? We don't have any more. Leave. No, actually, I'm here to look into the records and uh, research, do some research in your wonderful archives you have here. Do you have a permit? I'm sorry, what? Do you have a permit? A permit? Where do I get one of those? The Chancery from Signifier Haast. Okay, I guess I'll have to go to the Chancery and Signifier House. Yeah, I'll go get the permit. I'll, I'll, I'll jump through these strange hoops to look at books. In order to access the archived records of our fair fortress, you will need the approval of the signifier, as the information kept within is under strict control. Of course. I wasn't going to take the books, I just wanted to read them. I understand that, but these things must be monitored. We don't know who or what could be trying to steal information about our city. Fair enough. I, I have no problem doing this. I'll go to the Chancellery right now and go talk to them, because we're the ones going into the Spire and now the Spire and all that, and I'm sure they'll, they'll, they'll want us to be able to read some of the stuff that we might be coming up against, so I'll be back. And with that, he heads out and heads over to the Chancellery. There is a line at the office. Of course there is. <laughs> <laughs> As you, you stand in the line, you see that there is a halfling with a thick iron collar around his neck and tattered rags for clothes walking down the line asking if they when they got in line and writing them a number for them to to wait oh this is gonna drive me nuts <laughs> you see that he is also being on his uh, ankle is a large iron ball and it is very clear that this halfling is probably a slave here that's what happens if you uh, break too many rules name the name's Gareth, Gareth Vauduke. Gareth Vauduke. So how many hours do you think I'll need to stand in this line? Well, your number is 28. The office opened 40 minutes ago, and they are on number... You just see him, like, like holding and, like, counting on stubby little fingers. Four! 
Uh. <laughs> okay, well, uh, I hate these. Oh, fine. This is the this is the way it works. So we can't leave the line, right? If we leave the line, we lose our place. Yes. Alrighty then. If you would like, you can go sit at the waiting area. We will send someone with your number there. But if you leave the area, then your your place is forfeit. Okay. And so Garrett's gonna go sit down for a good portion of today. It sounds like. And so Mua is going to go sit and wait, twiddle his thumbs, he's going to complain constantly about bureaucracy and all this crap, and why does anybody want to deal with all this garbage? Only probably about five hours of sitting. Yeah. Shut the fuck up and read your holy text of Desna. Yeah, Gareth, <laughs> as you're sitting there, you're probably like fidgeting with the uh, ticket you got. <laughs> Uh, as you're you're fidgeting with your paper in your hand and your star knife and all that stuff, a sunbeam catches the ticket in your hand, mm -hmm. and you notice a faint outline of something is forming on part of it. Look at it closer. It it seems to be stopping right where the sun hits it. Like where the sun is is the only place you can see it. So a faint outline of what does it appear to look like? You see a faint outline. Uh, it looks like part of a design, but it's not fully uncovered. You're not 100% sure what it could be. It just looks like some lines okay, right now. Take out a small piece of paper and just watch the thing, because i got nothing else to do for five or six hours. And kind of sketch what's there, what I'm seeing. As a cloud passes overhead, you notice that the lines in the drawing seem to disappear. And when the sun comes back out, the drawing reappears. That's interesting. While it's there, I'm just going to sketch it and just try to remember it. I don't have a whole lot to do. And we'll come back to you in a bit. Sounds good. We move on to Maldrick, who uh, pops another one of those alchemist concoctions and uh, gets rid of his hangover. <laughs> alchemist kindness. Alchemist kindness. That's the one. Uh, they're really helpful. Maldrick is just going to be doing, uh, for one thing, he's going to be helping uh, Declan with the crafting because he needs a little help with making the pearls of power that I'm helping having him make. Uh, because for some reason, Paizo said, yeah, you know, a level one pearl of power still has a cast level of 17. What? Yeah. 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 What? <laughs> I can't quite take that for that. You have to be a level 17 no. wizard to make a pearl of power. The caster level of the item doesn't matter for requirements. It just determines the DC to make. So it's just a DC 22 check. Yeah. I, I meet the rest of the requirements. I just, I have a 10 spellcraft. This is why the primary method that most crafter casters use is to make that one gorget or whatever that gives you plus five to spellcraft, which is like a DC 10 check. But yeah. Going around town acquiring a few odd items, uh, first of which are a light wagon and two mules. Uh, so yeah, you go to um, the trading house known as Goldfoot's Mercantile. You get there, and there is a dwarf there, because apparently every single shop in this city is staffed by a dwarf. Hey, that's not true. There's the one blacksmith ship shop run by a half-orc. He's just an asshole, so no one ever shops there. Right, the armorer at Satter's Arms. <laughs> He's got a pot belly. He, he's, he, you know, he's, he's, you see him dusting off somewhere. He's like, what can I do you for? Uh, yes, I would like to pick up a light wagon and, uh, two mules. Well, I think I got some of those. Uh, give me a day or two, make sure I got some mules in stock. Yes, absolutely. And, uh, you got anywhere you need that delivered, or are you gonna come pick it up? I'll come pick it up. We're going to be in town for a bit. All right, bud, that's fine by me. So, I will ask that you put a deposit down now. Uh, in case you back out, because I do have to uh, order some of the the, the wagon. Uh, we only got heavy wagons here. Oh yeah, no no problem at all. And I'll not, like this. I'm fine paying up front if that's what it takes. Oh well, that uh, that'd be fine. I mean, I just would like to, as a, an even exchange of trade, I'll take half of it now. And if you uh, that way, if you back out, I, you have my deposit or you flee town. And uh, if I try and cheat you out of your money, or someone in my employ does then you still have some of your money. So it should be a wagon's 50 and the mules are 80. So that should be 66 total. So I just give him 33 gold. All right. So he takes that, he weighs it, checks it, makes sure it's all legit gold and uh, makes an rights of an order sheet, hands it to you. Anything else you need? I can just buy ale in town, buy the gallon. Like a keg. No, that's that's something I can find you real fast. Give me a moment. And uh, you just see him go into the back and you just hear creaking as he just pulls a cart with like six gallons barrels of ale. 
You're asking a dwarf about ale there, son. Perfect, perfect. We're starting with ale for a soft opening. We'll be buying more. Well, then, in that case, I'd say ten barrels. They're about three gallons each. Definitely, you're gonna need mugs. I recommend at least two for every one guest you think you're gonna have, just so you have a backstock for washing. You'll definitely need some way to keep these fresh. I recommend magic. If you don't have magic, hire a wizard. <laughs> if you don't have magic, get magic. I think we've gotten that part taken care of. And anything else you need, I'll be here. Just tell them Goldfoot's Mercantile sent you. Absolutely, absolutely. You've been wonderful. Can you recommend a good carpenter? Carpenter I'm not super familiar with, but I do know a stonemason. Hmm. He might know a, a carpenter over there. He, he does a lot of the construction around here, and uh, he, his family's been running the town's that business since this uh, fort was founded. Oh, okay. Perfect. Awesome. I, I will visit him then. Thank you very much. You've been a great help. Zoldor's Masonry. I'll pay him a visit post-haste. Holla! Are you buying the, the ale now, or are you just uh, browsing? Uh, like, I'll buy it now. We can, uh, we can get it chilled. I, I have cold spells. I'm sure uh, we, there's wizards in town. We can that and prestidigitation and all that stuff. Actually, you know what? I wait off on buying ale until I have the uh, the wagon. A way to haul them and stuff? Yeah. So, uh, if you just want to write this down for when you uh, get there. Three barrels of dwarven fire ale. Ew. Four barrels of mead. Two barrels of of aged Chalaxian wine, red. And then as he points at the last one, you notice that barrel is actually decorated differently. There is an eagle on it. This here is an Andoran whiskey barrel. Dude. They call it the Liberator. <laughs> Apparently it's popular among the eagle gnats. They say one glass of this and you're liberated from all your thinking. <laughs> Perfect. Now don't tell Gareth that or he'll try to get Rutha drinking it. You said that like Maldrick wouldn't also. He's true neutral. He doesn't care as much. So now we move on to our next party member, Declan, who is learning how to sew. First, I'm making Maldrick's cloak of resistance. You sit there and you're spending your all eight hours because it's a full day of work. Mm -hmm. The edges aren't even, but it looks decent enough. And you have now converted your cool red scarf into a cool cloak of resistance. I'm sorry, not your cool, your stylish scarf into a stylish cloak of resistance. All right, one. Next, move on to uh, Retha, who approaches the yard. And you see standing there, you see some, you know, some Hell Knights training, working on stuff, just running drills, basic training. Probably pretty nostalgic to you. Stuff I've done before being allowed to enter the spire. You see them running drills with swords. You see a, a hell knight running like combat drills with a long sword. You see another one with a spear. But then you see sitting off to the side is a man who looks very out of place. Sitting there, he's in casual clothing. You get closer, he's a half elf. And he's just sitting there, just looking at everyone waiting. And he locks eyes with you and stands up. I take it you're my teacher. You Retha. Uh, yes, I am. Gives him a little bow. He's like 5'10", so he's a little, he's kind of shorter, than, like a fair bit shorter than you. Basically a full foot shorter than me, horns included. <laughs> and you just sort of see him just like slide this heavy shield on his back onto his arm and just like lock it onto the, like just like, it just locks into place. Like Captain America style, just whoosh. So you're the one that I was recommissioned to help. Suppose so. <laughs> You drug this guy back in. <laughs> All right. We ain't working here, though. I don't like the crowds. Where do you suggest, then? We're going out of the walls, girly. And when I'm done with you, you're going to know how to use a shield better than that spear. <laughs> I mean, not entirely false, as I'm training out weapon-focused long spear for it, but, uh... <laughs> <laughs> the things I do for AC. So he takes you out of the city walls into basically, like, a pasture and... As you do, you just see him take this sack he was carrying on his bag, just slam it on the ground, and then he slams his fists together, and he's fully armored in Hell Knight plate. What? Is that real? Allow me to introduce myself. The name's Jeremiah. Show me what you got. As he draws an elven curved blade. We will montage that fight scene, because I did not import Jeremiah's character sheet. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, Wait, has one. just gonna assume Retha gets the shit beaten out of her multiple times. Yeah. He's like just like blocking with his shield and then just like grabs his curb blade and just slaps you with it. Just like yanks my spear right out of my hands. <laughs> grabs the spear, twirls you around and points it at your throat. Jams it into the ground again. So while Retha is getting the ever-loving crap kicked out of her, let's move on to Pelta. Pelta, what have you been up to? 
Helta has some shopping to do and also wants to uh, talk with Signifier Host. But first, she's looking for a ring. Rillin's Armory. She is widely regarded as one of the best crafters within 100 miles of Fort Inevitable. Your base diplomacy gather information would tell you that. Mm -hmm. So you walk in, you get a little, like, bell dingling, you know, the, the open mm -hmm. the door, and there's this old woman at the counter. Uh, you only know she's old because she has a very aged, wrinkled face. The rest of her is Rips. rather well built, uh, as you would probably expect from someone who works at a forge and in an armory shop. Uh, oh, hello, dearie. Hello. I'm looking to see if there's a, um, a ring of protection, something a like ring that. ring of protection? Oh, well, let's take a look at the shop list. Surprised you came here and not the jewelers. I well, suppose they don't really carry magic rings anymore. More not since they got stolen from. They were robbed? A few months ago, actually. I hadn't heard about this. Were you here, Ben? It was all over the place. No, I must have arrived shortly after. I've only been here. Oh, maybe a month. Rumor has it it was some, some rebels who are opposing the Hell Knights. That they were arming themselves for war. Seems that likely. Who'd go to war with the Hell Knights? People who are sick of their rules. People who don't like the fact that they allow slavery. There's probably a lot of people that would oppose the Hell Knights. That is unpleasant, for sure. Oh, I agree. I think it's best to just keep your head down and do your work and do what's best for everybody. They keep us safe from the other monsters at least, but eh, trading monsters isn't always the best. But yes, this ring, do you have it? Let, let's go through like my collection. And you just see her walk over to a, a basically a very small area that's a jewelry case. And she just like pulls out drawers and there's like each drawer on the shelf has its, is like its own little ring box. She's like, no, no, no. Theory, can you detect magic? Um. I've misplaced my glasses that let me do that. Can you just uh, look to see which of these are? I don't have a lot of magic rings, but one of them should be the right one. Yes, okay. Pelta will detect magic. Four of the boxes ping magical. Uh, focusing a little bit more, they're all uh, they're all different schools, but uh, she pulls them out. Oh, this one's, uh, oh, that's the ring of sustenance. That's for later. That's a friend's. No, that one's not for sale. Oh. Ah, ring of protection. There you are. Thank you. What all do I owe you for this? Well, you were so kind and so so friendly. Such a lovely young lady. And she pinches your cheek. Thank you. You remind me of my granddaughter. She's in the back forging. Ah, uh, uh, what is her name? It's your granddaughter. <laughs> Professor Oak moment. What is your, what is my grandson's name again? <laughs> Her name is Tabitha. She apprenticed with uh, some folks down in uh, the River Kingdoms and came back and started helping her old gran at the forge. Why, today's the anniversary of when she finished her apprenticeship. <laughs> I should buy her a cake. That would be nice. Would you like me to run to get one for you? Oh, no, don't worry about that. I'll, I'll bake her a cake. Ah, I like uh, making things. So I've made my money all these years. You know, Tabitha's looking for a nice lady friend. Well, I'm often at the Red Shield Tavern with my crew. We're exploring the uh, spire. Oh, you're part of the group. I've heard about you. The lady commander came by and told me that you guys might come in eventually to buy some toys. Well, I said toys. She referred to them as equipment and adventurer's gear and importantly incredibly useful magic items please Rillin, put on your glasses <laughs> that sounds like the lady commander she told me to give you guy books a discount if you came in so i will sell you this ring of protection at cost oh at cost you see yes you, if you all make that tower a safer place then it becomes a uh, safer for us to uh, do business and travel outwards yes hopefully the uh fort inevitable becomes a much better place to live oh i think it's a lovely place to live i made my money here many years ago yes would you mind you... if i told my party that you're about to discount told who the rest of my group oh you have friends yes we are exploring the spire we, I thought we were. Oh, yes, you're the Spire Group. You know, Lady Commander came in here a few days ago and told me about you folks. Can I speak to Tabitha? Yes, I'll go get Tabitha. Tabitha! And this very burly, look like, built woman comes out. She's got a blacksmith's apron on, hair tied up, scar over one in her eyebrow. Hi, Grandma. It's, uh... Hey. Oh, hi, are you? Who are you? I'm Palta. I'm with the Spire Delvers. Um, oh, you're with the, the, the exploratory party. 
Yes, your grandmother was just helping me get this uh, ring. Tabitha, doesn't she seem like a nice young lady? Grandma, I'm married. I'm, I'm so sorry. She's... She... The potion, the, the Sephiroth's potion shop, he, he ran out of the, the reagents for her, um, she, she's just been losing it a little bit more. She's been cursed by an angry witch. Uh, oh, that's a, a witch. Grandma, it, it's time to go, it's time to go to work. Oh, my radishes! And she walks away. It's just unfortunate sometimes. So you, you're here to buy, um... A ring of protection. All right, ring of protection. Um, all right, I'm, I have to ask this because this happens. How much did she say to sell it to you for? She said at cost. No. Yeah. No, we can't do that and stay in business. No, of okay. course not. I, that's why uh, I thought I, I should call you. Lady Commander did request that we sell it at a discount in order to further assist you and that she and the Hell Knights would essentially compensate us the missing amount. Uh, so we will charge you 75% of normal value and then we will be compensated by the Hell Knights for the So but that would be 1500 gold. Here you go. Thank you very much. Thank you. And please, if you come back again, tell her that the cake is in the oven and that she needs to go get Tabitha. I Thank you very much, Tabitha. Grandma, Grandma, no, Grandma, get out of there! And you just see her, she's like trying to climb into the pantry. I'll leave you to it. And as you walk out, a thought occurs to you. Why was there a pantry in an armory? Yeah, that's... Hmm. Magic items are weird, man. Who knows what goes in them? Now, as Pelta is standing there pondering the immortality of the crab and wearing a shiny new ring, <laughs> We zoom in on Juliver's arms to one Ray, who was up late working on his uh, notes. Yes, his uh, report that will eventually be turned into a proper article. How do you spend your day, Ray? There's a lot of things that Ray wants to do. Them being conducive to anything seems, you know, an inaccurate descriptor at best. So... Mostly he's compiling notes and going over everything with honesty in his head so that he has an accurate account of everything that's happened. He would stop by the other inn and leave a note with the woman who runs it, whose name I can never remember. Andra Morsk. Leave a note with Morsk and essentially say that he wants to sit everyone down both as a group and in person to get interviews with them for said article. He wants to spy on the Hell Knights and get information about this town. And he wants to incite rebellion against an organization that is corrupt and tyrannical by its very nature. Is he going to do either of those things? No, because he has a job to do first. <laughs> yeah, very fair. I mean, I guess he would spend the rest of the day just gathering information about the town. Make me a diplomacy check to gather information. Yeah, sure. Uh, that's a 32. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, what, what, what do you want to know? General information about what's been happening around town, basically. You start talking to some of the older members of, t of the city. You're smart, man. You know that to find out the information, you talk to the old local, the older folks who were here right around the beginning, find out what they know and who can tell you what. You find out that the Hell Knights only came to power in this area about 30 years ago after they were the military leadership. They assumed civil authority as well, abolishing the town's government for a lack of effectiveness and essentially seizing power. You would know that the only remnant of this past government left is the Council of Prosperity. They are an simply an advisory board for the Lady Commander and have no actual power, but they are well-respected people within the town and it is staffed by the wealthiest merchants and business owners in the area. You would know that the important members that you would have tracked down and talked to would be Durston Goldbeard, a the oh, foundry owner, a prominent landowner, Nimad Teravon, and a trade merchant known as Estha Walthamar. And yes, I will give you all the spellings. Thank you. The rumors you have heard is that um, Durston, he's a dwarf, he's a good, honest businessman, he makes good works, Forge makes good works, and gives good medals to the rest of the area, uh, and he's an honest man. Nymad is a heartless miser who is known for ruining people, basically being a corrupt landlord and extorting them, and if they fail to pay, he ruins their lives to the point that they become 
slaves to him. He's Scrooge. Imagine Scrooge, but actually enslaving people instead of just wage slaving it. Fair. And that Esther Walthamar is actually, is not a local in the area, but travels frequently and has a house here. And she is an incredibly kind, generous woman who does everything she can to help alleviate financial burdens in the town. Like running charities, donating to the Church of Abadar to help with social programs, that sort of thing. None of them seem to out, they, no one says, like everyone says like they probably outwardly will work with the Hell Knights, but they probably have other things to say behind closed doors. Understandable. And that another woman that might help is High Archbanker of the Church of Abadar, Cerise Dramagne, which is who Gareth was interacting with. She finally has a name. Cerise, what was it? Dramagne. D-R-E-M-A-G-N-E. I know how to pronounce French. I don't. I took Spanish in high school. So that is, that's who they said to speak with. They also said, rumor is it that you could probably find out a lot more from one of the few veterans of the Spire Explorations that still lives in Fort Inevitable. Though Ray did not meet him, if he shares the name with his companions, Declan will recognize this, as it is Abernard Royce, the wizard whom uh, Declan visited a few days ago. Oh, yeah. yeah. Friendly old guy. Seems to be pretty knowledgeable about the spider. Seems like you've gone in there a ways back. I give you directions if you're looking to meet with him. Absolutely. I definitely would tell you if you asked. At least, like, that I had met him and knew where he was. Of note, you do talk to Declan that Abernard Royce seemed to be in possession of unique sky metals that he claims he found in the spire. Yeah. Maldrick would definitely be interested in knowing that whenever we reconvene. But we're not quite done with the day's occurrences because we have to go back to the Chancery. Yay! Where Gareth's been waiting in line. So several hours pass. As you watched the sun, as it went over the sheet of paper that you have, you notice that as you were sketching it, that it makes a circle of seven foxtails. Seven foxtails? Yes, and, and arranged in a circle. And in the middle is a rose. Well, that's an interesting insignia. I have no idea what it means, but cool. Isn't that the same insignia that was on that book Declan got? All I can say with certainty is that it's not Daikitsu. <laughs> so I've been waiting, I sketched this, I figured out that that's been on the ticket the entire time, and am I finally up to pitch my cake? Yeah, actually, um, Gareth, you want to give me a knowledge religion? I would love a knowledge religion roll, that's... Because you're looking at this, and you're like, going, like, racking your mind, trying to think of what, like, is this a deity, is this, like, a group? Okay, so which one do you want? Knowledge religion, knowledge local, or knowledge planes? Those are... You can roll all of them, and I'll tell you if you get anything from any of them. Okay. All right. So let's see. Knowledge religion, knowledge planes. Those playing along at home, that's a 20 on the knowledge religion. 15 on the knowledge planes. Sorry about that. And 13 for the knowledge local. So that's what we got. With the 20 religion, you recognize that the rose in the middle is a distinctly separate sigil because it represents Milani. Oh, the Everbloom. The Everbloom, the goddess who fights against oppression and unjust rule. Oh no. <laughs> Groans in Hell Knight. The one who tries to grow her plant over the sidewalk in uh, Axis. Interesting. Yep. But you do not recognize anything involving foxes. Okay. Uh, with you, any of your, with anything else. All right, I'll have to speak to Declan later about his book. And all right, that's interesting for sure. Declan, I believe you went alone to uh, Abernard Royce's house before. He pulled me aside to ask about some more sensitive information. So you all will meet at night. Retha, even already red, her skin's taken on like this purplish, orangish tinge as she has welts and bruises all over her. I give Maldrick his cloak of resistance so he can flaunt his way in if he feels. Wait, 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 one sec. Before we go any further. So did I get the little slip of paper? Oh, right, I forgot. I'm sorry. Yes, you you approach the, the desk of the Hell Knight bureaucrat who's there. It's, it's an elven woman. Looks very bored. So you're up next. Yes, excuse me. What are you here for? Well, I need uh permission to view the archives. I'm part of the 
current expedition through to the spire and I want to do some research in the archives over at the Temple of Abadar. I don't need your life story. Two gold for a permit. Two gold for a permit. How many days is that permit good for? The permit's good for one week, at which point you can renew for free or you will have to come back and get a new permit. All right. Sounds good. Name? Gareth Bauduke. And you want the permit for the archive of spire exploration, you said? And she pulls out this heavy stamp and just, like, her desk shakes a little with how heavy the stamp is as she stamps it. And, yeah, you have your, your permit, and it's got a big Order of the God Claw sigil on it. Does that sigil at all look like what the thing I was sketching looks like? No, it, lo it looks like the God Claw symbol, the, oh. the five-pointed star. Gotcha. All right. uh, which you would recognize from your sister's armor, mm -hmm. all the banners around town, yeah. and the people you've been dealing with talking about the God Claw. Gotcha. Get out. But then he'll just kind of slither out of there after he has that permit in his hand to make certain he doesn't make any waves before he starts once again moaning about how long it took just to get a little stamp on a piece of paper. I don't make the rules here. <laughs> yeah. I just enforce them. Yep. Uh, there's a lot of that going around in this town, I see. That's just the way it's been. Fair enough. Next! And he leaves without causing waves. As you're walking, you see that little halfling slave again still handing out numbers uh, and like telling people who are later on online, like, sorry, we're, we're booked to capacity. You'll have to come back tomorrow. And uh, looks at you and winks. He did it. He's the villain. He's the mastermind. He's behind it all. And, uh, <laughs> as he um, winks at you, you hear the crack of a whip as a hell knight uh, who's holding one. Get back to work, slave. Just uh, uh, continue on. Don't do anything my sister wouldn't do. Not now. All right. But I'm going to definitely keep that halfling in mind. And he'll go back to the area where everyone meets up every night, the tavern. So you all meet at the Red Shield Tavern. Unfortunately, because you did not succeed out of floor, you are not compensated for uh, a fancy steak dinner this time. Oh, right. We, we actually have to buy dinner this tonight. The Signifier House did give you a meal stipend, so you, you do have some credits for it. Like You could probably go to a different inn if you really wanted to, but this is where Ray left the note, so this is where y'all started to congregate. Yeah. You all meet to discuss what you all have encountered during this day your first day of not exploring the spire since you arrived here and grouped up and we'll have a lovely dinner next week <laughs> okay. all right see you guys soon hi everyone yeah. bye. Bye. bye thank you for listening to this week's episode of dungeon dive bar to keep tabs on what we're up to follow us on social media you can find us on twitter at at bar dungeon on Tumblr at tumblr.com slash dungeon dive bar, or on Facebook at facebook.com slash dungeon dive bar. For behind the scenes extras, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash dungeon dive bar. Thanks, and see you at the bar.